Hey guys, it's Adam from Caster Dog Training with another episode of the podcast. I know it's been a while, and uh, be honest with you, I'm not feeling too great today. Um, wasn't out training, and it was kind of a, a gray and and cold fall day here in New Jersey, and I didn't really get much accomplished. But I wanted to talk to you guys about some stuff that um, I had on my mind because I have had some questions recently about some dogs that I know of that are scared of the outdoors. So, I mean, it's kind of an important topic and I think we should discuss it. So anyway, sit back, relax, here it comes, and uh, we'll go over some stuff first. Hey guys, uh, so first of all, I wanna do the normal stuff that I do. Um, check out my um, my page over at anchor.fm forward slash Adam dash Casper. You can hook up with all my social media contacts there. Uh, you can leave me a message if you'd like and also see all the current and uh, new episodes. I wanted to thank everybody for listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, uh, all the, all the uh, content providers. And uh, also wanted to mention to you guys that, um, you know, I do have online consultation that you can book it's basically just book that it's a zoom meeting that we would get together and discuss any potential issues virtually and you have the ability if you're on a mobile device or on a tablet you can actually point the camera at the dog and i'll be able to see uh what's going on and discuss with you virtually without going um into your your location which would be effective for basically anybody that's outside of my travel radius which is about 25 30 miles from uh northern new jersey or manhattan so um yeah you can find that at casperdogtraining.com um also you can um you can you can book online dog training there and uh in-home dog training if you're in northern new jersey uh really new jersey proper and uh manhattan so uh that's about it for that topic and we'll get going on everything else so a lot of times I'll get this question and it, it, it happens where, you know, uh, you get a puppy and you rescue a dog and usually rescues are, are the case, but I've seen some dogs come from kennels that are like this. They'll come home and you take them outdoors and they're just terrified of the outdoors. They, they cower, they shake. Um, and you know, basically a lot of the people that I have experienced this sometimes, unfortunately, are in a more city setting. And what's troubling about that is, you know, really they got adopted by great people and uh, have excellent resources, obviously, because they're able to hire a private dog trainer. But, you know, generally the dog's just scared outside of the home and some of them don't even want to do their business outside. So, you know, obviously this comes down to socialization. Um, some of you who kind of have been around dog training for a while or have heard some of these terms, um, puppies go through different phases of their uh, development where socialization is the most important thing or one of the most important things uh, alongside of nutrition and veterinary care and training and exercise and all the good things that come along with that. All those things are important, but socialization is extremely important. And what I mean by that isn't just, you know, you take your dog over to a friend's house and your friends just 
you know, gush over this new sweet ball of fur that you brought home. It's um, the dog understanding how to navigate social situations where you and the dog will be together and you'll be in a strange place with, you know, different machines like dishwashers or, you know, or, or garbage trucks or fire engines or buses or trains or even in the case of someone's home, uh, you know, like I said, a dishwasher, a, uh, another dog, uh, small children, a lawnmower, uh, you know, a, a delivery person, and all those things are necessary for the dog to socialize with. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, having every person pet the dog or uh, be exposed to the dog, but the dog should have access to it. And sometimes in urban settings, you know, you're in a high rise and you're kind of sealed up in this nice, quiet little bunker of an apartment. And then you go out in the hallway and there's all sorts of sights and smells that the dog is intimidated by. Sometimes there's a long trip down an elevator uh, to a lobby and then you're outside. And in some cases, like when you're in New York City, you walk out on the front, out of the front door and it's just the whole world is just right there in front of your face. So in those cases, some of those dogs really actually dread going going potty, going to the bathroom. They, they don't like it because, um, it's, you know, the cars passing by or there's sirens and it smells weird. So, I mean, the, the, some of the advice that I, I can give in that circumstance is, you know, common sense stuff, lure the dog with, with a, a, a great high value treat. Some of the things I would recommend, obviously freeze dried liver. Excellent. Um, the dog's favorites, you know, boiled chicken, uh, turkey, uh, cheeses, the things of that nature, super high value, just to get the dog to come away from the front door and walk a couple steps down the street, maybe to a little grassy patch where they can relieve themselves. But the real important part there is to take it slow. We can't rush or overwhelm them in any way. And what, what becomes a risk there is if you're kind of just like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to pull the dog into this situation and just drag them there or or worse, pick them up. Please, please, please do not pick your puppy up. Uh, even though the dog is scared, I think it's inappropriate to pick a dog up, especially some of the smaller breed dogs that don't grow to be very large. You know, if you have a German Shepherd or a Golden Retriever, it's going to grow to be 45 to 75 pounds. You're not going to be carrying that thing when it's full size, but you know, you have a, a, a Pomeranian or a Chihuahua and you know, you're talking about the thing is like under 10 pounds. You can just scoop it up and, and carry it. Sometimes I understand you'd say to me, listen, Adam, it, it's easier said than done. But the reality is, is that you shouldn't do it. You got to treat your dog like a dog and let the dog, you know, uh, experience the world around them. You know, they, they need to feel, I mean, for lack of a better term, they need to feel the grass between their toes, but they also need to feel, you know, what walking on a, um, wa walking on concrete is and also, you know, stepping across some of the, um, some of the metal grates or, um, you know, walking past big entryways, which are, you know, maybe garages and things like that, which can be intimidating for a dog. But the key is you have to be very, very patient. Now, I mean, I have literally been bent over and, and snapped my back in half luring a dog into some of these positions, but 
over time, it's getting the dog used to the idea that these things actually are rewarding and have some sort of uh, some sort of pleasure in them. And obviously, you're going to give the dog treats if they do their business. But I certainly wouldn't encourage uh, lots of interactions with strangers. Um, you know, you want the dog to tolerate the strangers. But, you know, unless your dog seems very interested and is very uh, human motivated, for lack of a better term. They, they just like humans that much and they get excited when they see other humans. When they're already in this fearful state, we don't want to add to it because I also don't want to shove the dog into a circumstance where they could potentially fear bite. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot to be said about understanding the dog's body language. Now, if you're a first time dog owner and you've heard this podcast before, I've definitely mentioned at certain points, go look up the dog body language chart by Lily Chin. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's one sheet of paper and kind of gives you like a basic, basic communication skills with your dog. You'll understand when your dog's too stressed out. You'll understand when your dog is fearful or anxious. Um, also will show you, you know, when they're really enjoying themselves and, you know, if you've had dogs before, you know when you look at a dog and they're cowering and stuff like that. But the bigger thing is, is to be the bigger person. Be a be a guide. Be a teacher. We don't need you to be a drill instructor for a new puppy that's just trying to find their way in the world and they're they're afraid. Something I've said many times on this podcast before is that fear with a dog is very real to the dog. You know, it doesn't have to be rational in our eyes. So even if it's a case where your dog is afraid of just getting in the elevator or walking down the stairs, you will start have to desensitize the dog or counter condition the dog. So some of this might be very time consuming and tedious. You know, obviously I can I can give you like a you know, real easy cop out and just say, well, contact a professional dog trainer. You can look them up. You can Google dog trainers near me and you can come up with a list of professionals, most of which are going to be effective and they're going to be fine. Um, you know, you don't necessarily have to go that route. But I think the main thing is, is that you have to ensure that you are going to go at the dog's pace, but don't push too hard. You know, one thing I like to do with, with dogs um, is go outside with a dog use a fairly long leash, get lots of high value rewards and just hang out, you know, hang out in front of your, your, your house. So the dog can kind of watch the world go by. Um, I know it's uncomfortable for, for the dog for a little while, but plan on doing it for a couple minutes, you know, on a nice day. And, you know, I mean, even if you did it for five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, uh, the more time, the better to make the dog feel comfortable. And if you have access to something fun or maybe bring a toy with you, that would be great. And if there are people local to you that have met the dog before, neighbors, friends, family, that can pop in and say hello and also reward him, I think that would make sense. Um, stay away from the stranger kind of aspect. Of course, you're going to be a magnet for virtually anyone sitting there with a brand new puppy doesn't matter what breed puppy it is. It's always going to attract attention and, and in, a, in a good way. 
and I want you to socialize. But if your dog is literally having a bout of major fear and you're able to kind of identify that by looking at some of these things that you'd find on the dog body language chart. So it, it, it lack for lack of me explaining everything that you'd be looking for, look on this chart and find out, yeah, okay, my dog's over the threshold. They're, they're upset and I don't want to add to it. What you would say in that circumstance when you're sitting there in a, in a like a little folding chair or a portable chair, or beach chair or something, is just say, listen, I'm training my dog just to get used to the outside. He's afraid of cars or he's afraid of you know other animals and he's afraid of noise outside. Most people respect your boundary. And I think that's a really good way to go because then you know they can be pleasant around you. They can, they can say nice things, but they don't necessarily have to feel compelled that they have to touch the dog. One thing I would do though, is when that person does uh, approach or depart, maybe just toss a couple of treats in the direction of the dog, but have the treats fall in between the dog and the person. So the puppy and the person. So the association is, hey, when my neighbors come over or come by me, they're not as scary as I thought they were because, hey, treats rain from the sky when they show up. So maybe they're not so bad. And maybe this is a good thing. Likewise, if you see a UPS truck or a mail delivery vehicle or food delivery or anything, you know, get your dog's attention and reward them. Of course, you can always play the leave it game. You can always do basic obedience. But in some cases, when your dog won't accept food, they're shut down. So sometimes you might have to wait that out a little bit. But as time goes on and they get better and better, you know, you should get a little bit better at it. The dog should be a little more relaxed. And also for yourself, give yourself a break because... The dog is genuinely fearful, and you don't know particularly exactly what to do to make this dog more comfortable. Do everything you can. Um, so bring the dog's favorite toy. Bring the high-value treats. Lots of praise. Be as relaxed as you can be with the only goal of we're just going to be outside. We're just going to experience the outdoors, and maybe we might meet some new people or new dogs. If your dog is accepting of new people and you see the tail wag and it goes into kind of an excited thing, you know, have that person approach and don't forget to, you know, have the treats fall and, 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 you know, have the dog get rewarded for their newfound social friend. And I think that's really, really, uh, appropriate, but keep it very, um, very light and keep it brief. Don't have the person stay too long and don't make sure that they're not grabbing at the dog or picking the dog up or, you know, doing anything uh, specifically invasive to their space. Because if you see the dog with what's called whale eye, you'll see that on the chart. The dog is literally asking for, for you to back up. And the idea is to socialize the dog, get the dog uh, to understand their environment a little bit better. Give them some rewards when you know when it's necessary, and maybe just move things forward a little bit. Anyway, I think this would be a uh, a decent exercise just to start off with, without having to deal with the pressure of you know what I got 15 minutes before I got to catch my bus, so I can go off to work for the whole day, 
Uh, if the dog doesn't pee and poop in this time, then I'm going to be late and everything's going to be, my whole day's going to be messed up. That stresses you out. It casts that stress, anxiety, shadow over the dog. Now the dog's already fearful. Now you're annoyed with them or, or you're, you're nervous yourself because, you know, you don't want to clean up an accident in a couple hours when you get home. So take it slow when there really are no consequences. This would be uh, an after work thing, you know, in the evenings, uh, before the work thing, if you're an early riser, but certainly a weekend thing. And, you know, maybe contact a couple of your friends, family members, or neighbors to drop by, especially if the dog's already comfortable with them, so they can see that friendly faces do appear in strange areas. And there is no consequence when a brown delivery truck shows up and somebody that comes out of there and drops a package on, on your, your, your doorway is no threat. Um, you eventually can build to the point where you can offer, strangers can offer treats, um, and you know you can uh, welcome other dogs as well. But take your time, and um, you know don't feel compelled to get it all accomplished in one day. That's probably the biggest failure most people have when they're training their dog in general. You're trying to get results immediately and get that instant gratification to go, wow, my dog's got it. The reality is it's a learning process. And no one, not you, not me, no one, masters anything the first time they try it. Um, neither will your puppy. And neither will your dog. So um, being afraid of going outside, um, definitely something you can work through. But I will always say this. If you want the best possible advice, you want the best possible conditions, get a professional trainer. Get a good one. Read their reviews. See what they can do. Um, talk to friends and family. Talk to coworkers in your town and in your area to get the best possible um, people. And also, as always, make sure your dog is healthy. Um, you don't want your dog socializing um, with other dogs or animals if they haven't fully had their shots yet. So be wary of that. And your vet can definitely answer you uh, answer any questions you have on that particular topic and it's very important to make sure that you know your dog stays healthy especially from the you know the, the time you bring them home when they've just come home from their litter um, and they're they're when their their shots are finalized so guys that's about it it's a brief uh, podcast today but I wanted to get something out there because I had had a couple discussions like that today and um, you know next couple episodes I'm probably going to talk about some um, boundary control and uh, dogs rushing through doors. As always, if you have questions, you know, you can go to uh, anchor.fm forward slash Adam dash Casper. You can submit a, a, a uh, audio recording. Um, you can go to that page to get hooked up with social media. You can always email me uh, at Adam at Casper dog training.com. You can go to my webpage you can book a phone consultation. Now you can uh, book a video consultation um, that we can get together and discuss anything. You can show me things uh, live and, and in person without physically being in the room. And, you know, uh, if you need in person, obviously, uh, northern New Jersey, Manhattan, I, I do service. And you go to CasperDogTraining.com for that. 
So thank you everybody for listening. Thank you guys for um, uh, supporting the podcast and uh, you're all doing a great job. Uh, I've met a couple of you in person, really psyched when I bump into people uh, or we work one-on-one and uh, it's definitely exciting when that happens. So everyone be well, be safe, wash your hands, take care of each other and cheers.